Hello, this is Bill Inyard with Reflections from the River. An August birthday uncelebrated. With the fall of Kabul to the Taliban, my mind returns, as it does most days, to the soldiers that I trained, equipped, and ordered there during the five years of that two-decade-long war that I commanded the Illinois National Guard. During that five-year span, I lost 19 soldiers, one in Iraq, 18 in Afghanistan. On some godforsaken days, we lost more than one. Some days, an IED took two or three American lives at a time. It was my duty and honor to act as the senior military member at the funerals. On those awful days when we had multiple funerals, my deputy, who was also a two-star general, attended one and I the other. We did our best to comfort family, console bereaved spouses, and on bended knee present the carefully folded American flag covering the casket to the next of kin. Whether the ceremonies were at a sprawling national cemetery with rows of white markers from centuries of American wars, or at a tiny country cemetery with a few dozen tombstones, the military ritual was the same. Crisply uniformed honor guard, immaculate white gloves, carefully folding the red, white, and blue flag in prescribed order. Three volleys of rifle fire, taps echoing across the grounds in a final salute. Uniformed soldier picking up the rifle casings to hand to family members. In the background, rows of Patriot Guard motorcycles standing watch over yet another fallen American soldier. That's the end of nearly 2,400 stories in the last two decades. But what of the beginning of the story? There was a girl, a girl from Robbins, Illinois, just outside Chicago. Her birthday is August 30th. She was bright and funny and smart and cute with a turned-up nose and a two-year-old daughter. She wanted to go somewhere in life. She knew she'd need help to get that somewhere. She joined the Army National Guard while still in high school. She knew the education benefits and the status as a veteran would help her get that somewhere. She liked cookies and smiles and loved her daughter. She was damn good with a fifty caliber machine gun. That's a handy skill to have when you're in Afghanistan. She was guarding an American Army fuel truck when the IED went off, trapped between a compound security wall and the fuel-laden truck. The flames flashed over her body and the bodies of four other soldiers. She didn't die there, even though more than 50% of her body was charred. She was swiftly medically evacuated from Kabul to Germany to the States. She went to the best medical burn hospital in the world, Brooks Army Medical Center, Fort Sam Houston, and San Antonio, Texas. The Army put her mom and her sister on a plane to be there with her. As always, when one of our soldiers was killed or desperately injured, I got the call. Sir, the sergeant is on her way to Fort Sam. They're flying her mom and her sister there from Chicago. Sir, she's not going to make it but the docs think she'll live long enough to see her mom one last time. I knew about Brooks, 
It's been treating burn wounds since before Vietnam. It's the best at its job. I knew Brooks from the couple of years I'd spent in the 375th Aeromedical Evacuation Wing of the United States Air Force during Vietnam, flying wounded soldiers to the best treatment providers for their wounds. Burn wounds are among the most horrifically painful wounds a person can suffer. Get me the first flight down there, I told the sergeant on the other end of the phone. Yes, sir. It's so late it'll have to be tomorrow. Okay, just get me there. I didn't want to go. I knew there were no words that I could say to a dying girl's mother that would ease the pain. There was nothing I could do to assist the nurses or the doctors or the suffering girl. I didn't want to see or smell or hear what I would witness. I'd seen too much of it on those flying ambulances in my youth. But she was my soldier, and they were my soldier's family. I would go. I would go because I had to. It was my duty. My wife questioned me with her eyes as I hung up the phone. I have to fly to San Antonio tomorrow morning. I've got a dying soldier there. Wordless, she patted my arm. Six hours later, the phone rang again. Sir, this is the Tactical Operations Center. The sergeant died a few months ago. Will you still fly to Fort Sam? No, sergeant. Cancel my flight. Guilty relief that I wouldn't walk through that burn ward. That I wouldn't face the mother that day. Guilty relief that I wouldn't sit there helpless as my soldier died. Guilty relief that she was out of pain. Yes, there would be a funeral, and I'd be there, and the soldiers would be there, and the Patriot Guard would be there, and the flags would snap in the breeze with a two-year-old little girl, mystified at the ceremony that meant she'd never see her mother again. Kabul fell to the Taliban two weeks before her birthday, her 34th birthday, the birthday she won't celebrate. Now I own to 2,400 birthdays that won't see cakes and candles. You politicians and policymakers and pundits, you think long and hard about those foregone birthday celebrations before you send us to fight and die. Think about that two-year-old motherless girl before you make more of them. This is Bill Inyard with Reflections from the River. You can email me at bill at billinyard.com. That's B-I-L-L at B-I-L-L-E-N-Y-A-R-T dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>